Hello, and welcome to another episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure Podcast. This week, we are beginning our wedding series in which we talk about a lot of wedding movies that we love. Weddings, I think, are a secret pleasure of a lot of us, whether we love them or love to judge them. And the movies are no less. This week, we're going to start with 27 Dresses. My friend Laura is the guest this week, and she and I kind of fit a same role in our friend group of definitely being the mom friend or the helping friend. And between the two of us have attended many, many weddings recently. So stay tuned and enjoy. Jane, is that you? Yep. I never loved. You look so beautiful. You really think so? Like it was made for you. Always one foot on. It's a bride. Okay, everybody ready? Here we go. Do you know your name? Jane. I'm Kevin. Okay, why don't we get you a cab? It's a really lovely wedding. Don't you think it's a whole lot of ritual for something? It's got about a 50-50 shot of making it out of the gate. How very refreshing, a man who doesn't believe in marriage. Jane was good at taking care of everyone. You've been a bridesmaid 27 times? What do you do besides work and help people get married? You having fun? Oh, it's a great party. But she never took care of herself. Jane. Yeah? Did you put that breakfast burrito on my desk? I just thought you might be hungry. That's why I love you. I love you too. Oh, yeah, you're right. I needed that. George appreciates me. What good is it being appreciated if no one is naked? Go over there and tell him how you feel. Now, now, go! George, this is my sister Tess. Tess, this is my George. No, I didn't mean it like that. You want to get a drink? Absolutely. Congratulations. Now, 27 dresses. Strange as it sounds, I've had some really good times in those dresses. A woman whose entire life... We're getting married in three weeks. Three weeks? She's going to want me to do everything. ...is making other people happy. You went by the flower shop. Yep. And ordered the favors. Uh-huh. You cannot plan your sister's wedding to the man you love. It is sick. I'm going to kick her ...is about to discover... You have said no to people before. Many, many times when the situation... Never. Not once. ...how to do the same for herself. You'd rather focus on other people's Kodak moments than make memories of your own. From the screenwriter of The Devil Wears Prada... You can start over, and you can say no, and you can do what you want. What do you want, Jane? ...knocked up's Katherine Heigl... I don't understand what you don't like about him. Sparkling blue eyes, his killer grin... ...James Marsden... You should just admit that this whole cynical thing is just so you can see mysterious and sexy. Do you say sexy? 27 dresses. Must be so hard to watch your younger sister get married before you. Yes. But then I remember that I still get to have hot hate sex with random strangers and I feel so much better. It's been a while. All right. So I have my friend Laura with me and we're going to talk about 27 dresses. So Laura was like, obviously this was not your first time watching it. I feel like you and I have a lot of similar pop culture fandoms and interests so like (laughs) we're definitely in the wedding the rom-com like I chose you because I feel like we both have attended many weddings um partaken as like I mean I don't we'll get into Katherine Heigl I don't think either of us have been like as dedicated as Katherine Heigl but we're both very supportive friends yeah I mean I feel like you've been to more weddings than I have for sure but I do go deep in support (laughs) of friend motif yeah Um, I've got the weddings, yeah. you've got the friendship. And so that exactly. kind of brings us together. Exactly. I liked, I saw this movie. I remember when it came out, like, I feel like I saw it with my friends in high school and it was like a mix of guys and girls. So guys were like, 
what's going on? And the girls were like, this is what everyone's future is going to look like. Cause we were like 17 at the time. So, you know, we weren't like anywhere near this point in life. I'm pretty sure I was the same, except all the boys we used to hang out with were like homeschooled kids. So they were not watching this. Oh yeah. So, but I feel like I want to say that I saw this in theaters, but I can't honestly remember who I saw it with. But if I had to guess, it'd be like the, the group of, you know, the six girls I did hang out with. So. I was like the same people we hang out with now. <laughs> Pretty much. That that would make sense. That would make sense. I like watching it back. I was, because I think like, I think I watched it a ton. Like, you know, whenever I got it on DVD, I watched it a ton. And then like, I have those favorite movies that I leave alone because I don't want to hate them eventually from watching them yeah. too much. So I haven't watched it in years. And I was like surprised by like, I wasn't offended by it <laughs> or like, I don't know. There's like a lot of like wedding movies or rom-com movies where you're just like, Hmm, that's not realistic, but like, obviously everything's going to be heightened for entertainment, but overall it was like a pretty funny movie. And I was like doing a little Googling and it was the same person who wrote the Devil Wears Prada and morning glory. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was a smart person who wrote this and it like came off really well. Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't, I don't remember the last time I watched it, but I watched it last night. And I mean, other than like the fashion and whatnot, like most things are fairly like everlasting, I guess. Yeah. Like it Um, it was like, it captured like realistic people. Yeah. And there was nothing to, you know, nothing that didn't age all that well, unless it was meant to be cringy. Yes. Yeah. I, I think we'll get to that. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Where we're like, oh, that's not okay. But like, that was the point was that it was not okay. Exactly. Um, I like, I think like, obviously, whenever you watch rom-com, you're like, you know, main character energy. Like you always think like, oh, I relate to the main person because they find love. But when I watched this back, I was like, no, Judy Greer was like the one. She is the best. She is who I aspire to be. <laughs> I unfortunately relate too much to the main character in this but <laughs> Judy is who I want to be in my life I know I like very much like she resonated much more with me and like every line they gave her was so good like when she was talking about like the groomsmen ripping off her monstrous dress I was like yes because that I would say that like the dresses were pretty rough in the movie um I love when um she like when Katherine Heigl so like the premise of the movie is like Katherine Heigl is in all these weddings she's like that friend and that coworker who like stops everything because she's just always been obsessed with weddings but it's like different from the wedding planner whereas like the wedding planner was actually her job um this one is like she has like a whole other job but like she just does this like out of the goodness of her heart which is dark and then she did dark. like <laughs> Like I, I was a little triggered when he was like, so do you just work and go to weddings? And I was like, Ooh, I was like, I do other things. And I was like, wait, this is a movie. Not about me. Not about me. Um, shit. I forgot where I was going this trip. Oh, so like the whole point is like, she's always helping with these weddings. Like I, it was a little much, like she was helping with like the receptionist's wedding. And then it's like, no one has 27 friends that they're in the weddings for like even myself like I have a lot of friend groups but I am not a bridesmaid in 27 weddings yeah that was that was like a lot to take it in but um then her sister she has like a crush on her boss and like the whole thing is like she's pretty passive her sister meets her boss slash crush 
begins dating him and gets engaged to him and now she has to plan this wedding so it's like kind of a love triangle except like he's unaware he's in it I guess very unrequited unrequited love that's much more what it is and so um my favorite Judy Greer moment is like when (laughs) um Catherine Heigl is in the like goth wedding for the receptionist and um she sees like the couple kissing she sees her sister and her boss crush kissing and then Judy Greer sees them and just turns and has like jaw dropped offended (laughs) I was like only she can make like a jaw drop laugh out loud it's so good it's just so so good she's my favorite and she has so many good points like I love when Kevin I was like I can't have sex with my boss and she's like yes like sex accidental pregnancy shotgun wedding lifetime of bliss and I was like you know Judy really reads the room like she really knows what people are going love her face during that moment just like this she's mid gin and tonic or vodka soda whatever oh yeah she is mid sip and she is just smiling wildly and she's like a lifetime of bliss like yes and a pregnancy shotgun wedding but like it was just very matter of fact she was like absolutely like this is what we're doing and I was just like huh I like didn't appreciate her as much as I did like 13 years ago when I first saw this yeah she Um, very much does not care about what anybody thinks of it like as long as it makes you happy then do it who cares if it's like the shotgun wedding or the the taboo behind it but she's amazing yeah and also like she slapped Katherine Heigl and Katherine Heigl needed it like oh absolutely I think I need like, that in my life <laughs> just like she wants to come and slap me some sense into me oh, okay. I'll take it. I didn't know if you were saying I could slap you if you ever needed it I was like I don't want to I mean, cross that bridge in our friendship <laughs> I was thinking more Judy but you know maybe you could just like just do a, like a signal if it, if that's what you need. I'll wait for a cue for a consensual slap. I think you're self aware enough to know if you need if you need a slap. Yes, and or we're think, very much about the consent here. Yes, yeah. I mean, I don't want to misread, and then it all goes downhill, and we never speak again. And this is like the last token of our friendship is this recording. <laughs> um. Then the twist comes, like her, like Catherine Heigl's real love story is with this wedding writer so like he sees her like at all these weddings with her friends and thinks she's like fucking nuts for like being so obsessed with weddings and all this stuff and um I don't think she knows like who he is but he turns out to actually be like a wedding writer and she's actually a really big fan of his he had like a pseudonym so like she didn't put two and two together until he started writing about her sister's wedding so they did like a really good job of like entangling everybody in like as realistic of a way as you could for a film and so he gets kind of like roped in there and he was like very invested in her from the start too which I thought was interesting was like he was just like why are you doing this to yourself and like trying to like coach her you know like trying to explain to her like no is a complete sentence and Mm -hmm. all this stuff and I couldn't tell if like he was actually into her from the jump or just like into getting the story because like there's a him writing his name all over like her planner and like all this other stuff and then like I I feel like it's it's both because I mean yeah he wanted this story but he went above and beyond trying I mean sending flowers there are other ways like to get it the flowers I forgot about that yeah 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 Yeah, like yeah he could have come found I mean he had her filofax which you know that's one of the what a mention shout out to the filofax but he had her so he knew where she would be like pretty much down to the hour he could have just shown up he didn't have to send flowers yeah. So I think it's a mix of both. 
It is. I agree. I was weak when like her sister, so like they're doing a wedding and like she finds out he's the writer and her sister puts her on blast and she's like, she loves everything you write and she saves the clippings and all this stuff. I was like, ah! like shut up, sister. Like, stop. No, I feel like one of you would do that to me though. Like if we oh, ever ran into like my favorite person, like I think Taylor would, would just put me on blast. I, oh, listen, absolutely. I know how Taylor to lock would. it up. I know how to lock it up. I would be like, oh, she's just like this cool chick. Like maybe we've heard of you. I don't know. Mm. Taylor would put me on blast immediately. Yeah. I just hung out with Taylor and our other friend Alicia last week. And Alicia's even more so because like Taylor would maybe like, you know, either get it or like play it cool. Alicia was like telling stories last week to other friends of ours that were from like 10 or 15 years ago that were like, not okay. (laughs) And she just like said them so matter of fact, and I was like, stop. This is why people think we're still messy because you bring up stories from when we were like 18 or 20, like no more, no Um, more, but she does it equally for everybody. And she does not do it with malice, but, but Taylor may like read the room a little bit, but she would probably be the one that's like, oh my God, she loves you. And we'd be like, shh. Oh, she absolutely was. Yeah. Stop. So it would be just mildly traumatizing. The sister too, like again there were like some pretty rough moments we'll get to but like I was like Catherine Heigl's not like fully innocent either like she did a lot of the passive aggression you know what I mean like instead of just being straight up and I was like sometimes it's like I don't blame her sister for just like going after what she wants either like if you don't say you like the guy if you don't say like you're not okay with you copying the mom's wedding like she has her range you know to do what she wants to do like, I don't blame the sister at all for going after what she wants to, particularly because she had no idea that Catherine Heigl was basically in yeah, love with her boss. Yeah. Like, so she just saw what she wanted and went for it. Like, there was no, like, catty backstabbing, at least from a female to female perspective. Yeah. I think, you know, how she went and won this guy's heart over is a bit cringy. <laughs> oh, that was I, bet, I mean, a lot. But, um, <laughs> but you know, she just kind of, she saw what she wanted. She went for it. It had nothing to do with her sister. She had no idea her sister would have been involved. I don't blame her for that. No, it was funny though, because it's like, I think it was more of that message too, of like, you may have people who are like compatible on paper, like technically Catherine Heigl and her boss were compatible on paper, but like had no chemistry versus like, you know, the boss is like vegetarian and hiking and all this stuff. And like, her sister was none of those things. And like, you know, later he finds out she lied, but like, they still kind of have like that attraction mm-hmm. and interest in each other versus like Catherine Heigl may like understand everything about him, but that doesn't really mean that they're like meant to coexist. And it's right. true. Like if, if like, if he was interested in her, like men are inappropriate, even your boss, like he would have asked her out like five years ago. Oh yeah. He thought that, she would have been the second he saw her in that yellow sequined dress in the room. But oh, and when so she tried to make herself, oh, she looked great. So good. Oh no, so um, good. I was, was like, I wish I was outfit, blonde. Right? <laughs> I was like, um, I wish I was blonde because I feel like ironically a brunette cannot wear the yellow dress. That uh, yellow dress. I think it maybe. It depends on skin tone. But anyway. Um <laughs> I, I, <digress>. think, <laughs> I say this because I currently own a replica of the yellow dress from How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. But Do that I one's like more gold toned. You know what I, I mean? Guess. Like this one was more like canary. Maybe. Regardless, 
my brown hair will wear it one day. <laughs> um, but it was funny because Tess, the sister, when she tried to make herself on paper more to fit more with the guy, yeah. like it turned out that that's not what he even liked about her. Yeah, like he liked her personality. It's like right. you can have different. I mean, I want to say believe like different diets and like different hobbies. And I think that's healthier. Like you don't want the person who's like doing all the same things as you all the time and just like enveloped in one another. And trying to be more right on paper is what got her into trouble. Exactly. Being a liar is what got her into trouble. (laughs) Tell the truth, everybody. That's the lesson from this episode. Honesty. (laughs) Honesty is the best policy. Um, so I can't decide for this movie what's a more iconic scene. Is is it the dress trying on sequence where we see her try on all the 27 dresses Ooh. or is it the Benny and the Jack scene? I think both are pivotal because I think it's also where Catherine Heigl starts to fall for Kevin slash Malcolm, whatever slash his James real Marston. name. Slash Most James importantly, <laughs> slash um, James Marston. Yeah, because you see the chemistry between them. Because, yeah, before you're seeing there's kind of like some hostile flirting and a cab ride earlier, but like really it's she's angry with him and too busy focusing on how her sister is quote unquote stealing the love of her life to really mm-hmm. like pay attention. So it's like during the dress montage where they're laughing and joking, and just that's where the chemistry I think really hits. And True. she's starting to like him, even if she won't admit it. But Benny and the Jets, classic. So good. It, that's what I, that's I mean, the scene I think of every time. I think every wedding movie has like like the magical music moment. And it's either like a sing-along or it's just like a sequence or something like that with like a song that like, oh, you'll always connect with that movie now. And like oh, absolutely yeah. Benny and the Jets is that scene. But the dresses is just like so good because there's just such a range of unwell like who are these they're all awful it it makes sense right because it's like okay so you were in 27 weddings by the time she's like presumably she's about 30 because I think like her the actress was about 30 then so I'd say it's probably the same age um you're in 27 weddings by the time you're 30 and it's like if you have that many people that like need you in their bridal party like they all must not have great personalities mm-hmm. slash no personalities. So someone told them like, do these theme weddings or do this look. Mm-hmm. And also people who are not your friend because they put you in an ugly dress. Like I'm- That was seven from just that year alone, he points out when he's trying to make this pitch to his boss. Yeah. Like that was her seventh wedding that calendar year. Sick. Not even myself. Yeah. Like I was invited to is- six. I'm only attending fourth. I don't I think the most I've ever been invited in a year is maybe five but it was and we weren't bridesmaids in all of them that's another thing too she was she was in all those weddings yeah it's uh it's uh those people the brides didn't have a personality so then they did like whatever was trendy at the time which were all those awful looks and then they didn't really have friends because she was in all like she was in her receptionist wedding that's like I draw a line that's not appropriate and then like also her sister when she was planning the wedding she couldn't even get like three girls in her bridal party she was like my sister a cousin that I barely speak to and my sister's friend it's like that's pretty rough it's like just don't just don't have a bridal party that's okay like I feel like 
you can coordinate, be a wedding coordinator and not have to be in the bridal party. Clearly she needed yeah. a career change. Well, I think that like for her talent. Maybe it's like the being a bridesmaid to some people is like not a prize, but like a um like an acknowledgement of the friendship. So it's like if I'm asking them to plan it, I might as well have them be in it too, because that means I care about them as a person, you know? I guess and even I if they don't, they could be lying, but I'm just saying that's probably why she's probably in all but of like them. her receptionist, like that, that was rough. Even, she didn't even respect her boss. Like she like had nothing ready, like never she reminded me of people at my job. Best. I was so mad. Like, yeah, but would those people have you in their wedding? Probably not. Even if you I, I don't know, but it. I would decline. I would decline. I would respectfully decline. I'd be like, you know, I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> like, I don't think that's okay. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like the dressing is kind of like where Kevin and Jane, I'm like, I never remember the character names, um, like establish like like a positive chemistry instead of like all the time. And Mm then um he like I think he's gonna warn her that like he wrote this article about her and he sees her with the boss like picking out weddings and I was like, oh shit, she's in love with him, which is not healthy. And then that's when they like go off on a different wedding task and get stuck in the middle of nowhere. Um, and sing to Benny and the Jets. So that was a really good scene. Very classic. I was like, what would somebody sing now? I was like, but all the songs I could think of were just like girl songs, not really like girl guy songs. Like I was thinking of like, call me maybe. I'm like, a guy and a girl are probably not singing that together. I was thinking like a boy band just because True. At, the, at their age, Benny and the Jets might've been something that was in their childhood yeah whereas if we modernized it they'd be like a boy band even like umbop or something where also oh yeah that'd be a good one that'd be a good one umbop or like s club party but that's like not always the easiest sing along i tried to last week but it didn't go over well it's just very repetitive so it just gets old after a minute um yeah i enjoyed that and then of course like the cringy part is like um her sister Tess like enlisting Pedro <laughs> to oh, clean God. the apartment and it was like at least it was understood that this was like wrong but it was still in a stereotyping situation with him dancing to Shakira and all this stuff I was just like mm-hmm. little yeah little messy definitely messy but it's supposed <laughs> to be messy yeah and then um I appreciate like I said I appreciated all of the slapping in this movie because then when uh, Catherine Heigl finds out about the article she slaps James Marston I'm like you know what sometimes people need to be slapped and sometimes it just, just gotta knock some sense into somebody exactly like some people just need to get slapped and that's what that is so that was a lesson I took away from the film as a 31 year old as well and then um, I do have to say though the sister was like a really underrated person in this movie because I love when the article comes out and she's reading it like furiously and like crumpling up the paper and she's like Godzilla is on the loose <laughs> like she just owned her like psychosis in that moment I, so I think like that actress wasn't that famous yet but she's like one of those people who like stays working I feel like yeah she was in a lot of I think she was in the proposal too I was like the ex- oh yeah she was the ex-girlfriend in the proposal yeah this guy that I used to know 
used to love her and would tweet her every day on his birthday asking for like a happy birthday shout out she'd actually do it um I don't know how long that went on but she like wished him a happy birthday multiple years in a row oh shout out to her what a benevolent star we love that (laughs) yeah and she did like they had her do good at the end like again what I liked about the characters is like for as kooky as they were they also like always had another dimension so like I feel like Kevin and Jane read each other really well when they were like talking about like basically like nowadays like people in our generation be like the trauma that informed you but like in general like what's your hang up right and so Mm -hmm. like he was saying like she cares more about a wedding than like a partnership and she's like somebody hurt you and that's why you're mad and so like they kind of understood each other a lot and then the sister also like told her like after basically um you know Tess, the sister, like, won't confess that, like, you know, she's lying about everything about herself to, like, make George like her. So at her rehearsal dinner, like, um, Jane just, like, blows everything up and exposes her lies. And so um, when she and her sister make up, like, she's like, you don't need to take care of everybody. And, like, everyone's kind of, like, sending her the same message. So at least it's people that are aware of that. Because it's, like, people who don't, per se, abuse that use Mm -hmm. of her. Like, she did a little bit for the wedding planning, but that's also your sister. Yeah. Well, I think her baggage is because her mom died when they were such a young age and her, her father Mm -hmm. really didn't know how to raise these two young girls. She felt like she had to raise her little sister and that just tumbleweeded into, she has to take care of everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I heard that. I love that. Like even Judy Greer was like, girl, you fucked up when (laughs) she did like the exposing of everything. If I say something's wrong, something's wrong. (laughs) Like my moral compass doesn't exactly point due north or whatever she said. Well, I loved when it was like, yeah, go after what you want. Like, don't unleash 20 years of resentment. (laughs) I was like, damn. She was like, it was entertaining. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Maybe don't do that. That was a very me thing to say. Like I was entertained, but it wasn't the right thing. (laughs) Judy Greer. You know, she deserves more flowers. She surely does. does. Um, And I liked that this movie was, like, not overly saccharine. Like, there were just, like, lots of smart fighting moments. Because, like we said, Judy's really sharp. Like, all these people are very sexual, too. It's not, like, all, like, chaste and adorable and hallmark. Like, I love when, (laughs) at the beginning, when, like, Catherine Heigl sees Tess and George meet. And she, like, goes and yells, motherfucker, like, out (laughs) in front of the anniversary party. And then in this part with the rehearsal dinner, it's, like, yes but I get to have hot hit sex with strangers and it's just like yeah you know it's just like very smart and it's very like we're not like cutesy girls which I enjoy a lot so that was really good um I feel like the hallmarks like even though we're talking more about the wedding aspects like the hallmarks of the rom-com are like the speeches and I really liked how like um James Marsden does the speech after the rehearsal dinner of like wanting to take care of her and stuff because it was like very sincere and it wasn't like super ooey gooey like it was sentimental but it wasn't like annoying and then she goes back and like does the speech for him later so I kind of liked all of the like kind of vulnerability because I don't think a lot of the movies do that all the time or if they do it just comes off really cringe so they kept it pretty good and then of course they end up together at the end well she gets actually she got like gets her wish fulfillment for a second she kisses her boss because he she's like his date for something for work and she's like yuck which no chemistry 
relatable. It's like just build it all up in your head and it's absolutely nothing once you actually get it. Which she should have known. She should have should never touch the stove. That's what I think. No. Because no. that's what happened. Well, especially after he's with your sister. And I'm not even talking like from a girl perspective. But yeah. like, do you really want that now? After, you know, what he's already like, what already makes him yeah. tick in a way? Like, well, it's kind of like, oh. and also sometimes it's like, if he's into my sister and like, she's very different from me, why would he be into me? Exactly. you know what I mean like two different types because it's kind of um, like you could go on a date with someone once like a friend or a sister or whatever and it's like oh well we didn't work out but I think actually you'd be a better match over here kind of thing were like engaged. they were engaged yeah to be yeah. married <laughs> so like he clearly like, was deeply interested in her he was he fell head over heels very quickly he sure did like warp speed engagement proposal whatever like he, he knew what he wanted and he went after it. And exactly. we have to admire that. And I think post-movie, they probably end up together. I mean, that's what they hint at at the end anyway. It was just that she lied. So he needed to step back and reevaluate. But they did like each other. It wasn't just they about did. her. Yeah. You know. I, I would say they end up back together, like on honest terms. Oh, and everyone ends up where they're supposed to be. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's kind of like once she was straight up with him at the end of the movie, it's like, okay, so that's what that's going to be. And so I thought that was like pretty appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yep. She gets her wish fulfillment and goes gross, not for me, goes after James Morrison and they end up together. And their wedding is like very beautiful on the beach, very like uh, calm. And I love her like little flowers in her hair and stuff. And oh, yeah, 27 bridesmaids plus judy greer and the sister so 29 oh. party yeah but the 27 were like b-list because they didn't get to walk down the aisle like judy greer and True. the sister did and they <laughs> no, had to that wear taken forever that was well, taken yeah. an hour they were like just stand over here on the side you're not invited to the Giant reception <laughs> you're welcome to the cocktail hour but not the reception we don't have enough suits for you no that's what that was and you have to wear the ugly dress you made me wear Oof. yeah it was it was a time and even though she was like and they were all there for me I was like you probably still planned everything though like the oh, planner absolutely. does not trust other people to plan for them speaking from experience no it's not gonna happen no she's too type a for anyone else to plan her wedding so since this is our wedding series are there any other highlights from this film before i Um, go into the wedding focus well one of the other cringy things that i kind of loved was when uh george her boss Mm -hmm. uh is setting up a like surprise proposal for tess the sister (gasps) and he leaves he accidentally leaves his wallet in the office so Jane or Catherine, uh, she brings, I guess she knows the schedule because she's his assistant and um, so knows where he's going to be, goes to this place, not knowing that it's going to be this proposal. And she walks in and it's like this Italian group of bands. so bad. With, oh, the, the, so bad. the accordion playing. They've got a banner that says, marry me, Tess. And, you know, he comes running out and he's just yelling, she's not the one, she's not the one. And just like this. It was uh, so imagery perfect behind that. and so bad when he said she's not the one, like fervently. 
It was like, girl, that's when you should have let go. That's when you should have moved on. He's literally saying you're And then she was there in the middle of the proposal too. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, she can't escape. The band keeps blocking her exit. Like, oh. Oh, but yeah, very like, again, the biggest takeaway from this movie is like, damn, this is actually a pretty good movie. It's worth one one hour and 50 minutes because I'm usually pretty stringent about a 90 minute film. But I was like, <laughs> we needed the, the story. Like there was a lot of story in it to make it worth the almost two hour mark. All right, so we'll take a break here. And then when we come back, we will talk all things wedding. All right, so now we're going to go through all things wedding, both in real life and in the movie. So I'm going to start with how, how do you feel about weddings? Do you love them? Do you hate them? How many have you been in? How many have you attended? What are the thoughts? I, I love weddings. Um, I've, I guess I haven't been to that many compared to like some people. Like I know some people, you included, who have wow. like a wedding almost every week. Targeted, targeted, targeted. But so I've been to my fair share of weddings. Let's see how many I've been in. Uh, maybe five weddings I've been in um including I guess the last one I was in was last fall and then I'm going to a wedding not this weekend but next weekend so one very soon um but I love you know good food good you know yeah like what's the make or break for a wedding like what's a non-negotiable like this needs to happen or it's not a good wedding um definitely an open bar Okay. preferably with liquor or some liquor <laughs> options even if it's just like a signature, signature cocktail drink. yeah I've seen um, those recently that I think that's like a smart thing because then it's not hard to decide what to order mm-hmm. and then well apparently sense. you know our friend who got married in March originally she was just going to do beer and wine which is fine but I guess when she she realized there were enough people who weren't going to be drinking whether they were you know just old and not drinkers or pregnant or whatever you and it was cheaper she said to get you know the full liquor bar so it would come with sodas and such for mixers than it was to just add on sodas oh I don't know how that came to be yeah so that's how she ended up doing full bar but as my other friend who got married a few years back she just had the signature cocktails plus beer and wine my thing, I love beer and wine. I just know the hangover is going to be worse if that's all I'm drinking. So liquor, oddly, tequila does not really bother me. Yeah, no, tequila so, doesn't bother me either. Yeah, I could drink tequila all night and be fine. So from a hangover point of view, I prefer, you know. Well, liquor. I think it's like also an energy point of view because it's like, if you have like liquor you should have a mixer so like even if the liquor is like a downer per se like if you're not somebody who drinks tequila you'll have Mm -hmm. like soda or red bull or something that kind of like keeps you going versus like I don't drink beer so I don't know how that makes me feel but like wine you know is the classic Mm -hmm. like I'm getting sleepy so it's like yeah you kind of want to feel full like okay. the last thing I need is to be bloated off of beer while I'm, tra- while I'm in a dress <laughs> trying to dance on the dance floor. Trying to look Liquor glamorous is- while the right? beat holds me down. Right. Like if I've got Spanx on, I mean, the last wedding I went to, the Spanx were abandoned in the bathroom. <laughs> so was that at the wedding we went to? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think, just, you know, I don't there think was no I was for that one. 
Yeah. And then the last one I just went to last week, thankfully, as you know, I had a last minute costume change and therefore the dress that I wore did not require Spanx, which well, God sent because we were outside and it was sticky. Oh, oh, no, my, a lot of drunk had... accountants on the patio. There weren't that many people on the dance floor. No, the one I sacrificed to the bathroom gods, I've had that pair of Spanx since my senior prom. So they got them. Oh my God. <laughs> they yeah. lived a life. They lived. Yeah, lives. they did. But, uh, you know, it just got hot. I had to go to the bathroom and there was no way those things were coming back up. So off they came. Thank <laughs> you. That's like a few years ago, I went to a wedding and I had like, I can't remember what the front of the, I guess it was just like a halter dress, but it was like kind of like a casual, like I think I got at like H&M or Express because the wedding was like cocktail. And um, because of the cut of the front, I had like the sticky boobs just to like mm. help like hold them in sticky place. Boobs. And it was so humid that like the stickies were sliding. So I was like, well, guess these mm. don't matter. And so I just put them in like my bag. But then like the photographer, it was a photographer who was like, in all of our faces the entire night oh, like no. it was it was like very paparazzi and so then like afterward all those pictures came back and I could just see my boobs in like 50 directions and almost out of the dress and I was just like oh, no if I had known I would have put a jacket on a little shawl I don't know but it Luckily, was not a that hasn't that hasn't happened to me uh there was sticky boobs even in the wedding where the spanks got lost the sticky boobs stayed but I was in a wedding a few years back where the maid of honor was wearing sticky boobs and we had the outfit was like a, a cream silky tank top that's actually from loft they probably still sell it and then it was paired nice. with this like lavender lilac purple skirt oh. um, and it was a June wedding and the ceremony was outside and very hot okay. and the reception was inside and we started dancing and I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden her sticky boob was on the floor. <gasps> she just like whipped them out and they disappeared. Hey, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah. It just anything can happen, as Ellie Goulding once sang. God, that's awkward. I, mm, I feel better. I feel better about my boobs just like flailing at this last wedding, too. Cause like in retrospect, I was like, I should have taped them in a way that like, they just like sat up a little bit more, but I was in such a like despair at the last minute for this whole thing. I was like, they'll look fine. And then I was kind of get the pictures. I was like, mm, you can see like the exact shape of my boobs. And that feels like people <laughs> didn't need to know that about me. <laughs> and then they I were mean, also spread I'm... apart because of the cut of the dress. Oh no. I've only seen a couple of pictures, but you look good to me. Granted, I wasn't staring at your boobs in the picture. So <laughs> maybe I need to go back and look. Yeah, go back and I need an honest cut about, about the boobs. Um, and then my friend's husband was like, yeah, a lot of weird old men were looking at you. And I was like, thank you so oh, much no. for confirming that. Thanks, Bri. I feel like mm-hmm. she shouldn't have told you that. Like you were just better off not. Oh, it was, it was my friend's husband. He has no um, filter. Men don't. Men don't well, know what true. to say and not to say. I just would have been kinder not to know that. I, I would appreciate the confirmation though, because sometimes I get paranoid where I'm like, are people looking at me? And people are like, no, you're a narcissist. And then it was like, no, people were looking at you. And I was like, oh, mm, okay. Amazing. All right. All right so open yeah, bars, open bars, an important part of the wedding. Yeah. Uh, Comfy dress. DJ or band, something. Oh, the music has dancing. to be it. Oh yeah. 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 
Because a, a great wedding can go down if the DJ is bad. And then do you have any least favorite parts of attending weddings or things you see in weddings? I hate a garter toss. I don't care about the bouquet toss. And luckily the garter toss is going out of fashion, but I cannot stand it. I find it so cringy. I don't want to see <laughs> your new husband up. Oh, I'm definitely going to have one now. Pull <laughs> off this like elastic strap. <laughs> with his teeth and then throw it at a group of people. And the what the last time I was at a wedding where that happened and I was in the wedding for that. He the the girl who won the bouquet was like the bride's sister. Yeah. Okay. The guy who caught the garter was her cousin <laughs> and then they're supposed to like get together and like do a dance and of course I mean this is like this is a fun wedding like Nobody, it was not oh a hoity toity wedding. It was yeah, like it was chill. Well. It was chill. It was chill. We wore cowboy boots. Granted, that oh, was that's fun. thing of the time. Like that was, I think it was like 2014, I want to say. So that was very in at the time. Okay. Um, and like, hey, I'm not against them. I'm from Virginia. Yeah. It's like a very good, like down home type wedding, which was kind yeah. of fun. But a lot of people ba- made a big deal about like, the bouquet winner and the garter winner like getting, yeah like he was because then he was supposed to put the garter <gasps> oh no I didn't know that's what they do I didn't know that's what they do yes Ooh. and so the, nobody told uh, me about that tradition the girl who won it the sister of the bride who was also the maid of honor she uh she's like nah we're not doing that oh <laughs> I would have definitely said that. no 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 yeah, family no. So I that's don't a real down home wedding cousins putting garters yeah. on each other. I mean, there's a stereotype for West Virginia and they, to their credit, they were not going to play into that. I was about to say that's really down home when the cousins are putting things on each other's spot. Yeah. Luckily they put the kibosh on that one, but that's what's supposed to happen. I didn't know that. Like there's a oh, lot yeah. of things like all the weddings when I was growing up were like family weddings and they were like not fancy. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was just like, your family and stuff like you know they'd be like at a banquet hall maybe like a lot of them were like in this gazebo in front of my grandparents house so like my parameter for like American weddings is like very different or barometer whatever it is um but like I didn't and also the south is just so particular because like I didn't know about like a groom's cake so like you know oh yeah I think about weddings like the first round of weddings I went to were like probably my most traditional friends here in Virginia and so like they're more old school. And so there was like a groom's cake and there were like, you know, all the speeches and the dances and, you know, just like very specific stuff that I would have like never mm-hmm. thought of as like necessary, like not necessary, but like, I just had never thought about, like, I'd never seen them in my family weddings, which were all in Puerto Rico. So it was like mm-hmm. super different. Um, but like the garter back on the other leg, I had not heard about that. So now I'm oh, yeah. going to have nightmares. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that's my that's, least like, favorite. Very interesting. So you're, so you're Nick. Yes, bouquet. Nick's on the garter. I like. I don't think I've ever. If I've seen one, I don't remember for like one of for any of these weddings because I feel like all the friends that I've been to their weddings either they're not traditional or they are so traditional like they wouldn't do that in front of their family. I need somebody yeah. in my in like a light ratchet category to get married soon. That's kind of what I wish for. Yeah, I mean, there's not much about weddings that I dislike. And luckily, the garter toss 
you know, I've been to very few weddings with it and I think it's going out of style. Um, And even I've even been to some weddings without even a bouquet toss. I'm going to take that up with our friends. They should have done a garter toss. That would have been fun. They didn't have, they could have kept it chaste. They could have kept it, you know. I mean, you could do it like without, you know, taking it off with your teeth and, you know, not exactly actualizing it, I guess. But yeah, that's very like Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker. I'm sure they did that. It would not surprise me, but they did not invite me. (laughs) I know how rude of them. We should have been there in Portofino. Um, so for this movie, like we'll go through things that like the movie got right or wrong about weddings. Again, this movie was like 14 years ago now. So not so far away. I like sometimes the styles, like I feel like they did a lot of the clothing styles, at least for like her 27 dresses were more like either themes or again, we're supposed to be thinking them across like a decade of time. Right. So that wasn't like super outdated or anything. But I feel like this movie was set in New York. And the one thing that stops me right away was like when she and Judy Greer were walking throughout the city yes. in their wedding or in their bridesmaid yes. dresses. I was like, no, I'm so sweaty watching this. And I'm not no. even the one also, wearing Also, like being a bridesmaid is a full, I mean, there's a lot of commitment to it. But the day of, it's a full commitment. You got to show up to whatever yeah. venue at like usually at least by eight, if not earlier. Yeah. And hair and makeup take all day. Even if you're doing it yourself and not have anyone professional, you don't just show up in your dress because there are hours until it's time. Sweat wrinkles. Exactly. So that was unrealistic um, for sure. Yeah. I was just like, you don't get in the cab in the dress. You have it like in a bag. Um mm-hmm. I like also at the beginning when it's like when they're queuing why she was obsessed with weddings and like quote the eight-year-old saved the day with the ribbon I was like no eight-year-old would have thought of that and you know I like to suspend disbelief but I was like eight-year-olds are not saving the day at weddings they are ruining weddings most of the time they are crying or peeing or doing something crazy where did she get the scissors because she had to cut the holes to get the ribbon to lace the ribbon through like it was just one big gash of a hole there was a lot of probably the wedding coordinator saved the day and she just happened eight to year old the handed the ribbon yeah she's like maybe this ribbon will fit but the wedding coordinator figured out how to do it because otherwise it would just been like on one side of the dress or something and then also like she did two weddings in one night I'm like um like one of our friends for this like wedding I went to last weekend like there was somebody I was like oh where's so-and-so and they're like oh there's another wedding the same weekend like nobody is going to two weddings in one night because no. you can't even have fun like what's the point no you can't even and reap the rewards it seemed like the brides didn't know that she was doing two different weddings because she was, I mean, she was pulling like a Mrs. Doubtfire where she was like changing oh it up God. in the cab <laughs> instead yeah. of in the bathroom. But, you know, there's just no way. And I'm sure she had to get across town. And just by the time you get back and forth one time, like the night is over. There's no way. Yeah. Even, even for the sake of the film, that was a lot to do. Um, I will say I have had to dress I've had to change in a car for a wedding once, but it was just for the rehearsal dinner because my flight got like delayed eight hours or something. So I was arriving like literally as the thing was happening and there was no time to change. And so it was like literally hop in the car and I was like changing in the back of the car, but it was my friends and not a creepy Uber driver. So Yeah, like I think that's more common, especially with the way flights are right now. Oh, a thousand flights got canceled last weekend. Oh gosh. 
And we were complaining about our flights just being delayed like 20 minutes. I was like, oh, I guess we're good. 20 minutes is nothing. Oh, well, mine was only 20 minutes. I think Taylor's was longer because she flies American. So Mm. choices. Um, I feel like the the line dancing was very wedding appropriate, like the electric slide and the what's the YMCA. The YMCA. Oh, I've not had to do the YMCA. Oh, the Macarena, which I had not done a long time, but they did it at the wedding I was just at. And I was like, come on, old school. Like, oh, we did the cha-cha slide. I think the cha-cha slide and the wobble are the new electric slide in Macarena for sure. Those are the those are the and cupid shuffle pinch hitter. Yeah. Never forget the keep it shuffle. I was like watching it last weekend and I was like, damn, I did that like willingly at my high school graduation party. I was like leading the pack for the keep it shuffle because it was it was <laughs> the moment. I but mean, yeah. as long as it's not Cotton Eye Joe, because that gets that's oh, a I've lot never, of energy. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding where that was played. I, I have probably the one in West Virginia I was at. And oh. it's just like there's a lot of bouncing. And also, like, it's like, it's kind of a cringy song anyway, but there's a lot of bouncing and it's very repetitive and just, it gets, after about like three verses, I'm done. I'm like, that's it. Like, I can't do the last eight. I think the, my favorite song that's played at a wedding, even though it probably shouldn't have, was uh, a friend of mine said the bride requested to make sure it got in there, um, Pony by Genuine. And it was only like, three songs in it was literally like the first dance father daughter mother son maybe one song was playing and my friend goes up and it's like the bride requests pony by genuine i've never seen a dance floor clear so quickly because it was like it was like a mixed wedding in sense like it was like a lot of family like it wasn't a huge wedding Mm -hmm. so it was like a lot of family and then a lot of the couples like work friends (laughs) And so then everybody like left to go get a drink and it was just like our friends left dancing and then it just remained that way, but it was a small dance floor. So it was okay. And we kind of preferred it that way. We were like, yes, everybody else. If like, you're not here to get down, please go to the fire pit. But it was hilariously inappropriate because everybody was just like, nope, not dancing to that today. I love a pony moment. Like our friend that has a wedding in March, she had pony play but it was later in the night and so everybody was sufficiently and the, cr- the crowd buzzed. that crowd was more receptive to pony oh definitely and it, was that one of the songs that the dj came out and started dancing to i don't know where i was when the dj began his performance at that wedding I think because he had a couple performances I was at none of them because later on, like you all were talking about them and I'm like what and maybe I thought it was a guest and I was just like oh someone deranged is dancing um but like I had, no idea how, I had no idea how invested her, their DJ was in in performing himself, which I guess is a good sign of dedication. Um, you probably thought he was a guest or you were drinking coffee. Oh, I was drinking coffee. That's actually quite literally where I was. That was a good time. Uh, I mean, I know I threw up a high kick and some woman grabbed me. And said, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. She literally looked at me and was like drunk. And I was like, you, me, the guests. She was like, definitely drunk. That, okay. That makes me feel better. Cause again, I was like, I remember that moment. I was like, am I crazy? Like maybe she didn't grab me. And then you and Mike were like, no, she grabbed you. And I was like, okay, thank you. Um, and yeah, and I concur. Cause all I had that night was gin, which doesn't make me super 
uh like ratchet no you were I mean I'm sure you had like a nice healthy buzz at that point in time to do the high kick but she she was stumbling I think she was projecting her own insecurities onto you it it was beyond I was just like ma'am please unhand me like I'm just out I wanted to be like also I don't just do this at weddings I like do this in my kitchen by myself like this is not an unusual situation ma'am like I see you do a high kick every time I see you so (laughs) for one reason or another there's a high for no reason (laughs) just to keep my hamstrings warm you know you gotta stretch it out I told Sometimes you just need a good high kick I know I'm preparing my choreography for our reunion weekend for you know whatever medley I have to perform just to keep the party going but it'll be great um I love to at the beginning of the movie when like um Catherine Heigl's going home with the centerpiece because I was like the centerpieces were very cute at this wedding I was just that I was like oh if I wasn't like going on a trip next week I would take this home with me like and that's like huge in Puerto Rico like everybody all the like aunties and moms they like go after the centerpiece to take home and like revel for seven more days I went to my boss's wedding and she had a really cute like terrarium centerpiece yeah and she wanted people to take them and oh, so yeah. I took one they always and we went to an after party and some girl tried to steal it from me and she <gasps> was wearing a walking boot and I'm like I can take you for this terrarium. <laughs> I can take you out with one leg just a little shift of your boot and yeah, you're going down it was a hot commodity but I got that terrarium oh yeah some people though like you know they don't want to take it home or deal with it and like again I was like living on the west coast at the time and I was here for a wedding and the it was like probably like the fanciest wedding I've been to and the centerpieces were like five feet tall and like the uh, like I think it was like the groom's dad was like take them I was like I'm getting on a plane I don't have anywhere to take like he's like take it to the holiday I'm like I I'm not sir please I don't there's nowhere for me to carry this and yeah then you can't go to the after party if you're carrying centerpieces Mm -mm. the last wedding I was in there they had like a pie table and now, so not only were they getting rid of centerpieces, but they had all these, you know, mostly eaten pies. And so they just handed me a pie plate. They're like, take it. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And so it was like a, a Lynn Sonoma pie, you know, porcelain pie crockery. I, I, would take, with me I would take the, the pie crockery. I would take the mostly eaten pies of every flavor I liked. And I would f- wrap it in foil and put it in my carry-on. And I'd be like, I'd warm well, it up. Luckily, I didn't fly for that one. That was all driving. But it was like an hour bus ride from the oh, venue yeah. back to the Hyatt. But that's how and much I, I love pie. I would have taken it back with me. Oh, Absolutely. I ate it on the bus for sure. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, I feel like they got weddings like pretty good. There was nothing like flagrant where I was like, you know, aside from what we've already covered, where I was like, that wouldn't happen. Like, again, the planning of the sister's wedding was like aside from the timeline was like fairly realistic like all the elements involved I feel like now there aren't as many events like leading up to a wedding or maybe it's just like the people I'm around like I don't have as many of like the engagement parties and the bridal shower and the bachelorette like that was interesting they didn't do a bachelorette party in this movie which mm-hmm. I think most wedding movies would have done usually okay. there's a bachelorette and I'm sure Tess would have had one they just didn't film it maybe well, a cut well, maybe because she's all, I don't have lots of girlfriends, but I feel like oh, they would, true. but they could have done something with like her, Catherine Hagel and Judy Greer, where like Judy Greer is just making appalled faces all the time. 
and I would have, I would have dug into that very much. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think I've only been to one engagement party. I don't think many people have a true engagement party anymore, unless maybe, you know, the bougie people do. And I just don't know enough of them. Yeah. I think it's like people who like either are like have more money or have huge families where like, it's just expected mm. or like, the families are really involved. So like one wants to do the engagement party and one wants to do the rehearsal party and then like, you know, wedding 50, 50 or whatever. So it gives them like moments to celebrate. It really is just like a reason to wear a dress and give a gift like over and over and over again. Because if you're invited to all the events, you end up giving like five gifts by the end of it. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. I just decorated your whole apartment. You're welcome. Yeah. Otherwise it's like, it was pretty accurate. The wardrobe, like the wedding dresses, I feel like Catherine Heigl's was very classic. Like you could wear that today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then Tessa's was really pretty too, even though I think that was like very, probably like mid-aughts, like the little, like yeah. that big flouncy kind of thing. I thought, like, I remember hating it, but then I watched it last night and I actually kind of liked it. Um, you yeah. Know, besides the fact that she, you know, well, what did Catherine Heigl say? Something about like the bitch that ripped her mom's wedding dress. My heart and like cut up my mother's wedding dress. Yeah. Like, like again, another good line. There's so many good like zingers in this movie. I appreciate that's a smart movie. Yeah. And then the soundtrack was very good. Like I didn't remember that Valerie by Amy Winehouse played oh, in yeah. that scene. I was like, cause like that's this movie is like the one where like if it's on TV, I'll start watching it. And so like you're always like, halfway through when it's on so like that part is just like so early on and then um happy together by the turtles during the slideshow reveal like a good classic I love like a star at the end with uh Corinne Bailey Ray is like such a good song Mm. when they reunite and so it was like good it had like those little touches of like things that were probably my ringtones on my razor cell phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they had like a folky song um it was uh be here now by ray lamontaine oh i love that song the pivotal like you know sad moment you gotta be he's like realize hashtag realizing things song yeah i love that song i love him and he was very of that moment too so it was like good and it but it's still songs that like you could hear today and not be like oh i mean valerie's a little like you always now think of amy winehouse and you think of like whatever time period that is but the other songs are like more like subdued like you could play those now and it would still like fit in yeah but yeah I thoroughly enjoyed that and there were like little references to like like you said like the clothes were probably the thing that reminded you the most that it was like 2007 2008 like although I would wear like most things Catherine Heigl wore for work like Same. she had like a good polished kind of look to her very New York and company but appropriate yeah. And then um, I wore a lot of tube tops though. Who? The, the sister. Tess. Oh yeah. She, I mean, she, Many tube the tops. sister wore things I'm not wearing ever in any era. So I was just like, I didn't even regard her, but she, the sister was way more to that. Like we said, the sequined yellow dress. Like, I feel like I saw mm-hmm. like Blake Lively wear that in gossip girl the same year. So oh, probably. So it was like very that. And then, cause she was the trendy one too, right? So she's like got those same bags and like, yeah, the like tube tops are like those weird, like thick strapped sleeveless kind of like oh, yeah. tight on the top, but then loose on the bottom types of mm-hmm. shirts. And then um, I loved like 
the clothes that like they wore to yoga was way more relatable. Like now everyone's mm-hmm. wearing like matching sets that show off like your mid drift and every in your arms and they were just like in layered t-shirts and like actual pants and I was like oh I miss that like you could be frumpy to exercise Mm -hmm. because they even had the old school or now as Gen Z calls them flared uh leggings oh yes I've heard I've heard that I just mm. I still have a pair of yoga pants from that era from Victoria's Secret pink oh nice yeah I just I miss it I just like being frumpy sometimes it's just comfortable, comfortable. That way. and then um the gray goose the gray goose red bull was like very like people still drink <laughs> that now but it just that's kind of like when that started so I just like giggled yeah. when she's like there's gray goose in the freezer and red bull on the roof or whatever and I was just like oh my god what a time to be alive and then I feel like for today, it wouldn't be that different. I was trying to think of like what George would have named his dog because the dog's name was Gatsby, which I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like what a tool. Atticus. Oh, that's good. I, I was going to say Elon as in must. That would work too. It's just um, like, you know how like you'll see like a guy's dating profile and I'll be like dream dinner guest, Elon Musk. And you're like, ugh, okay, no. swipe left. Mm. No, Bilofax would just be like an eye cow on her iPhone yeah like she would be she would be more modern or she would have like an app yeah with that kind of stuff but it's kind of like or she would just still have a planner and he'd be like why in this year and age? I could see that for her yeah still having like a planner for sure because then that would still be like the little vehicle to get although he could have like she could have left her phone or something and or like her tablet and then he like used that to like talk to her and just put himself in the, like you said, the iCal. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to think of like his job because like RIP newspapers. Um, Buzzfeed. Like he could, oh, that's a good one. I was thinking of like, like all my friends are getting married, right? So they're always sending me things from like Betch's Brides. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe he's like a video editor or something. Yeah. For like a, or like a TikTok editor. Ooh, for like a TikTok. Yeah. Like yeah. he probably works like for like some kind of corporate version of that yeah where he has to do the wedding stuff but like you know just like his character like he secretly likes it so that's why he's in it in the first place all right do you have any favorite wedding movies aside from this one um well my best friend's wedding is a classic I mean chef's kiss Maloney like which also brings me to the wedding date I almost (gasps) forgot but Dermot reminded me I love the wedding date Dermot is a great wedding movie guy he really is um another one I really like well I like Father of the Bride but I actually like the sequel better which is more about them having a baby so I guess less wedding but Father of the Bride is a good one too you know what confession I've never seen it I have oh you should yeah It's, it's classic I would go for it yeah I love Steve Martin so I feel like it makes sense and like I didn't realize like Brad Paisley's life is the dot like there's just a lot Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pop culture in there that that is a blind spot and I need to acknowledge it definitely and Mm -hmm. Diane Keaton uh, Martin Schwartz in it yeah she's what (laughs) what am I doing fake fan I'm a fake fan I feel some type of way now I'm gonna watch it you gotta watch both of them they're great there's just two right I think so I've only oh. seen two. If there's more, okay. I don't know. You you would know. I think it's two. Okay. And then as you already know, because you are a loyal listener, thank you, Laura, for those downloads. Um, 
I ask all my guests about their five pleasure points. So number one, what is your favorite form of self-care? Um, I guess those like days where you have nothing pressing that you need to do and you can just like veg out on the couch and watch rom-coms or what have you yes. catch up on your or Shondaland for us Shondaland you know um All and even if it's like you know doing my nails sitting there watching tv or like doing a face mask or just vegging out and taking care of my skin yes yes nice what is your favorite you can either do cocktail or comfort food. Ooh. Or both. I'll do both. Uh, cocktail, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm all like about tequila. Love a good margarita or um, like a tequila pineapple. Uh, oh, you already know tequila food. pineapple is my middle name. Oh, so good. Um, comfort food, I like pretty much anything like full of carbs. So I love pasta I love mashed potatoes and mac and cheese um you're literally listing all my least favorite really carbs but I'm not yeah I'm not at like a Italian noodle girl something I love pasta but like if I like fried chicken or whatever and usually Mm. options for sides are you can have mashed potatoes you can have like mac and cheese yeah I will get both and oh yeah yeah. I mean, I like hush puppies. Mm. Ooh, hush puppies are good too. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like barbecue sides. Yes. Those are great options. And then pretty much all the stuff that's bad for you. I love. So. I mean, you only live once Betty White made it to hundred on hot dogs and vodka. So or, I mean, if she can do it, you know, to almost a hundred. Oops. All right. My bad. My bad girl. Um, <laughs> What is either your dream travel locale or your favorite travel locale that you've been to already? That I've been to already. Um, you can I mean, do either or like one that's like on the bucket list for the immediate future or like, mm-hmm. if, like whatever comes to you first. I mean, when I get asked this question, I tell people that there are the list of places I wouldn't go is shorter than the places I would. Like I'm the person who dropped everything on Monday night and booked a ticket to Australia that left like less than a week later um I will pretty much go anywhere I loved Australia I was gonna say so maybe like what your favorite yeah was yeah I would love to go back um I guess it depends on the trip because if you're going to a place where you want to explore and see everything that's one thing or do you want to go someplace where you're relaxing like on the beach like I really enjoyed Cabo it was my last big trip right before the pandemic and it was just like my friend it was for her 30th birthday and she picked out the resort she organized everything so one it was nice that I didn't have to plan anything I just showed up but um it was just a really cute like boutique resort uh we had spots like on the beach and it was just a lot of fun and so Anywhere, like I love to go to the Caribbean um, and do that stuff. I love Europe. I went to Germany and Italy as a kid. And so I'd like to see it as an adult, but I've also always wanted to go to the UK. So maybe, maybe the UK at the top of my list of like spots to like actually explore. Yeah. I think too, like as I get older, sometimes I just want like 
a very relaxed trip where like everything is paid for already. And it's just like, yes, another drink. Yes. Another tan. Thank you. Yeah. I could definitely use like one of those like all-inclusive situations. They're so worth it. So worth it. All right. Let's go. Let's go. I know this is like one of our favorite topics. So you're just going to have to narrow it down, Laura, with like whatever comes to you at the moment. Who's either your first or your current celebrity crush. I feel like I could say the current one because we discuss him frequently. You know, Sebastian Stan. Of course. Sebastian Stan. Love of my life. Uh, (laughs) Romanian God. (laughs) Romanian God. Yes. Who was your first Uh, celeb crush? Would you say? Honestly, it was probably, oh, this is so cliche, but it was probably Leonardo DiCaprio. He and I share a birthday. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think 16 years older than I am, but you know, Titanic came out at a that was on TV the other night too. And I forgot, like, especially seeing him now, like, not that he's not an attractive person now, but like, no, I don't, he's not. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't mind. He was also my first celebrity crush. He's he, not. <laughs> he, he hasn't aged fantastically, but, and yeah. like, I don't love that he only dates, you know, 22 year olds, but yeah, I digress. Titanic Leonardo DiCaprio I had a thing for and I used to they used to play Growing Pains on I don't know whatever yes and he was was on that that and loved it then like he was definitely the first but Sebastian all the way now (laughs) Sebastian the god forever uh Sebastian has Tommy Lee forever and then finally what is like your favorite like binge worthy content that you think everybody should see once in their life oh I feel there's so many answers to that I feel like Game of Thrones was a pivotal pivotal wowzers (laughs) do you even believe yourself because I have no interest in that program no uh, I just feel like it was such a cultural moment knowing what was going on with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, although if you were to watch it now, I don't know that it would have the same effect because it's not in the zeitgeist anymore. <laughs> like, I, I think it was literally like, just about hype because I tried starting it yeah. so many times, even while I was still going. And I was like, I don't get it. I like watched the whole first season too. And yeah. then I randomly was like maybe if I just start in the middle when there's action it'll work and I watched like half of season three and I was like uh but I think many people would agree with you so like you said it was it was from a cultural standpoint of the moment um and I feel like that happens a lot with the shows that get really popular um you know there's a lot of HBO like miniseries that everybody talks about for as they're going on and like if you don't that's you like me trying to get everybody them. like, yeah, I'm trying to get everybody on the succession train. Succession, like, that's one of them. My company has a whole Slack channel to talk about succession. <gasps> oh my God, I could work there. Oh, I love succession. Actually, oh. like, yeah, I don't know how many coworkers I want to talk to about succession with, but a few. One of my coworkers watches it and it's just the best. Well, you have officially been my guest for today. Thank you for joining you're the best yeah, it's fun you'll be back obviously I have a I hope a, so I have a, a a planned episode towards the end of the year with our other two besties that I think yeah. would be hilarious oh, and get probably ready. chaotic and take three hours oh. knowing everybody and how um chatty they are it'll be a two-parter probably actually <laughs> I'll be like I'm not trying to subject you guys to this all at once so here we world go. get ready 
That's the show.